your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, drugs, disease, supplements, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've got a very special guest today. We're going to get to him in just a couple minutes. Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. So glad to be here. Yeah, so great to uh, to be here. You know, mm-hmm. normally we have so much to talk about, but today um, we want to give the spotlight to somebody very special that also uh, has a lot to say. You've spoken with him and you've read his background. What do you think? Pretty amazing, huh? Uh, you know what? And I just love this. We talk in, you know, we talk about health and we get down to the nitty gritty of, you know, food macros and blood pressure, blood sugar and stuff. And, but we talk about the whole person and Jamie's story, uh, you know, coming from his, his background as a child to what he decided to embrace and do and take and do with that fills my soul. I mean, it just, it, it, it's, it's just amazing. And I think we all crave that too. Um, just as much as, you know, all the health stuff we're doing, we need to fill ourselves with, with, um, getting to know somebody like this and, um, opening our eyes to something bigger that when you see somebody else doing something, you suddenly see, wow, you know, I, maybe I can do a different, make a difference with that. And that feeds us just as much as any of the nutrition we teach and stuff too. So I am beyond excited, beyond grateful for Nigel to, for introducing Jamie to us and, um, just so ready to hear more of his story. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have to thank Nigel for uh, bringing this to our attention. And uh, we're going to have Nigel on today as well. Uh, But let's bring in our special guest Mm -hmm. today. It's Jamie McDonald. Jamie, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. I did catch the the end there, Kim. Um, Something we we need to add is what I do is slightly stupid as well. I like that part of it, though, the way you went about things. <laughs> hey, hey, Jamie, uh, from your accent, you grew up somewhere around Toledo, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm from a place called uh, Gloucester in England. Uh, we're pretty famous for the cheese roll. So you may have seen like a, a YouTube clip where they roll cheese down a really big, steep hill and then everyone chases after it, and then they break their arms and legs. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you get down there first, uh, if you're the first one to kind of like fumble over the line, you do get to win the double Gloucester cheese. Well, I got to tell you, I've had double Gloucester cheese, and, and I can guarantee you this. I, I'm not much of a runner. I'd much rather spend my time with some free weights. But if you ever see me running, it's probably because I'm chasing that cheese. <laughs> so uh you know jamie 
clearly you have an amazing story in so many ways. Um, we would have you on this show for lots of reasons, but I, I'll tell you one of the biggest reasons. Um, truck drivers in, in the United States and really around the world, I've looked in other countries, it's pretty similar everywhere, uh, are extremely unhealthy, much more so than the general population and we know how unhealthy the general population has become. And it's not because truck drivers are lazy or, uh, you know, eating that much worse. It, when you look at their lifestyle, and we've studied this extensively, this is what we do. Everything about their job works against their health. They're sitting for up to 11 or 12 hours a day driving and, you know, we, we've told people in an office, if you sit a lot, get up every hour, walk around, that, that will help a lot. You can't do that when you're driving. Stopping once an hour, you lose a half hour every time you stop. So they, they can't do that. Their sleep schedules are horrendous. Their sleep environment is horrible. Um, their stress levels are high, and their access to any kind of quality food is extremely limited. Um, they're exposed to diesel fumes. And engine exhaust, also really bad for you. I, I could go on and on, but the, you came back from, you know, debilitating disease to accomplish what some people would think isn't even human. Really, some of the things you've done are just amazing. So you, you're such a great fit for our audience that feels like sometimes they're too far gone to ever make a change. And and I'm sure you have a few things to say about that. It's uh yeah, no, thank you for having me on. Uh and and uh, yeah, you're kind of hitting all the points that I'm really quite passionate about. But my my granddad um in the UK actually owned uh Mac Freight which was I think he had about 70 uh trucks and and a lot of drivers. And, you know, back then, I mean, we're talking years ago, I was a little kid, and I think they'd be kind of drinking uh, whiskey and and just go, stopping off in garages, which is kind of just food that just, well, the, the food doesn't exist in garages, really, does it? It's all man-made. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I totally understand um, why you set this up, and it's absolutely brilliant. Um, but for, for me as a kid, really, and I ended up kind of spending the first nine years of my life um, most of the time in hospital. When I was about five years old, I, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I just couldn't move my legs. And I, I just, I, I led there and I was crying my eyes out and it was just completely, it was almost like there was big, massive, like blocks, like big bricks just weighing down on them. And I couldn't move and I just kept crying and crying and my parents were with me. And, and eventually the doctor kind of discovered that I had a condition called shrinkomyelia. And, and that's basically like a, a shrinks on the spine where um, all kind of symptoms would happen where I'd have epileptic fits, um, an immune deficiency. And then, of course, yes, yeah, sometimes I couldn't move my legs. Um, but when, when I was about kind of nine years old, my mum, uh, I love my mum. She, she got me out into the back garden and she said, Jamie, she said, um, like, let's play tennis. She put this piece of string in the backyard. And she said, come on, like, let's play. And I remember feeling like I don't really want to play, but I just went out there and I started cracking the ball. 
and I just got this massive love for movement. Um, you know, at that age, I was like a dog. You know, if you, you throw a ball for a dog, it's like, you've got to go, got to go. And and I just had that kind of like, wow, where does this come from? And um, And within that year, my symptoms gradually disappeared and I got my health. And uh, I was just really, really lucky. Um, and the doctor kind of explained I was lucky because really I should have ended up in a wheelchair or even worse. And so I had like this massive vision to be like the next big, like Roger Federer being like, yeah. And at 16, I was like, you know, hitting forehands and backhands, but I, I worked it out in the end that actually I was really, really just bad at tennis. <laughs> but in, as, as time went on, um, I got myself uh, a kind of job, really. Uh, and then I, I started to um, tennis teach. And I couldn't help it. The whole time I was kind of playing or, or teaching the kids, I did really enjoy it. Like, I loved it. Uh, but there was just a part of me where I felt like the outer layer was that I was being enthusiastic. But on the inside, I probably wasn't ultimately fulfilled in what I was doing. So um, so I, I kind of just looked like quitting my job. And I thought, right, well, I need a house. You know, of course I need a house. So I, I then went to put what I'd saved up onto a deposit onto a house. But then I just got this gut feeling in my stomach. Do, do you ever get a gut feeling in your stomach where you're like, something's wrong, but but you don't quite know what it, what it is? You know, Jamie, let me jump in there. I, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know you've got a, a lot more to say, and we have tons of time. We've dedicated the whole hour to you. But it's interesting when you talk about a gut feeling, and now we know so much about Ooh. health, and we know all about the gut-brain axis now, that this just isn't one of those kind of weird out-there things. There's a clear connection between our gut and our brain. Yes. So I, I definitely had had those feelings, but, you know, sometimes we dismiss them because it seems a little weird, you know. But you look at all the phrases across time, how we feel something in our gut or, um, you know, it, it's pretty amazing now that we know that there is actually a connection there. So um, keep going because you had a gut feeling and I have a feeling it led to something pretty amazing. No, I love this, Kevin. I love the way you jump in and kind of explain the, the science and stuff because it gives us, I'm always trying to learn as well, so this is brilliant. Um, so, yeah, you hold, know, literally hold that to just a second, Jamie. I hate to do it again to you, but uh, I do have to live by the clock around here, and the clock says we've got to get to a break. We're going to come back, Jamie. I'm going to let you pick up right there where we left off when we get back from this break. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Kim is here with me. This is Destination Health. We're talking with Jamie McDonald. You don't want to miss this story. It's a great one. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Jamie McDonald. Jamie, I'm going to jump in with one more little piece of science, and then I want you to pick up right where we left off. You know, for years and years now, we've heard about all these brain chemicals, dopamine and serotonin and oxytocin, and, you know, they control our behavior and almost everything we do. But now what we know is like 80 to 90% of those neurotransmitters are created in our gut by gut bacteria. And that's the whole, you know, axis we're talking about. So eating healthy and keeping that gut bacteria healthy uh, helps with these kind of things and many others. So just a little tidbit, pick up where you left off there. I love it, Kevin. Yeah, it all starts with the gut. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, we, listening to that gut feeling, I guess because I was quite young, you know, I was around 23, 24, I wasn't sure whether to listen to it. Um, but in the end, I, I kind of just pulled out and I, I said, look, I'm really sorry, I can't find the papers to buy this house. And then I, I took some time out and started to reflect a little bit on my life. And then I thought about all the time I spent in the hospital as a kid. And, and I guess I, I started to, that became quite meaningful and actually it was a big part of my life. So I went to the children's hospital um, in Gloucester uh, just to see what they'd done. And I walked out and I just felt so inspired. And I knew, I just, I had this sense that there just had to be more to life, you know. And, um, and so in that moment, I bought myself a bike a really cheap, terrible bike. Um, and then I, I pulled up the big map, like the world map, and I thought, I wonder if I could pretty much cycle 14,000 miles. Um, I don't know if you use miles or kilometers. Um, what, what one would you use? We use miles here. Every time somebody... I, I, wish you... we, I wished we used kilometers. Um, you know, when I was in like fourth grade, the U.S. started to switch over to metric and it was too much work, so we stopped. But I really wish we would have considered our, the English system is awful compared to metric. So we you do, do use miles here. <laughs> okay, well, I'm loving that you know miles because I, I can't do the kilometer thing. So this is good. This <laughs> okay, works. Good. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I then chose um, with my terrible bike to fly into um, Bangkok, Thailand, after looking at the map to then cycle uh, 14,000 miles uh, back to England, back to the children's hospital that helped me. Yeah. Wow. Well, a bit stupid, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, when I think about driving 14,000 miles, and that's what, you know, that's what we do. I drove a million miles in a truck, and we have listeners who have driven 4 million miles. But to think about 14,000 miles is a long way in any kind of vehicle, but riding a bike, yeah, I would say it's a little crazy. <laughs> so that that kind of took me to uh, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, you know, the stands, Iran, Iraq, Turkey. Um, it was a it was a bonkers journey, and and when I when I ended up kind of getting back after that. Um, I started to Google what was the longest ever bike ride and it came up with an Italian guy sitting on a, on a static bike for 10 days for a new Guinness World Record. And I thought, you can't cycle for that long. Like for, <laughs> that shouldn't even for count. 10 days, non-star, it's impossible. Um, and so then I, with a bit of kind of reflection, I thought, well, if he did it, then it, it might be possible. 
So then we set up a big marquee and I jumped on the static bike to then attempt um, a world record to try and go for more than 10 days. Um, but there were rules. So every every hour you cycle, you had to keep above uh, 12 miles an hour. And if it dropped once, it's like the end. Um, and then also every um, every hour you cycle, you can accumulate a five-minute break. So if you cycle for four hours, you would, you would then get a 20 minute break. And so every every minute counted for sleep, really. Uh, so I, I've done everything on the bike. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever tried to pee and cycle at the same time. But it is really tough. <laughs> um, Especially with people watching, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I totally. The first time I'd done it, um, there were a lot of people there and I, I got stage fright. Oh, great. Yeah, that yeah. helps. um but i'd say probably the worst the worst pain was um probably on day eight my bum started to bleed and blister and become infected and i mean there were proper man tears you know like i was really suffering and because it was becoming infected uh they they needed to get skin specialists in to try and sort it out so they, they came in, these nurses, and they, they pulled my pants down and took a photo of my bum <laughs> right, and, then, and then showed me. Like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> hey, hey, Jamie, I, I have and to tell they, you, I, I didn't realize this was going to be the comedy hour, too. <laughs> this is this isn't comedy, Kevin. This is just full blown. Uh, this is a serious like, chat. It, it is serious, but you have to be able to laugh at something like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and yeah, the the nurse kind of said, "I'm really sorry, but you know, there's nothing we can do for your bum to heal. Um, but you just need to get off that bike." And so it's kind of make or break, really. And, and I just hit that point where it was about kind of never giving up. And, and I knew I was quite close, so I managed just to push on through. But actually, you'll like this because this is a health show, isn't it? That's right. And someone came up with a really good idea and, and come up with Manuka honey. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Jamie. So, um, so I ended up. Yeah. From, yeah. You're not going to believe this. Kim, Kim and I do one-on-one. Yeah. We call them two-on-ones because we tag team people. So it's uh, we do conference calls with them. We review all their medical history, their diet. We make recommendations to help them with things. Just yesterday, we, we recommended uh, Manuka honey for somebody. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I, yeah. But, I mean, I, I... before we move on, I got to go back to something you said because this happened on day eight, right? Yeah. And you just said, you know, I, I realized I was so close, I was just going to push through. I want to put that into perspective. I want anybody to go sit on a stationary bike and try riding it for 48 hours. I don't think you were anywhere near close yet. <laughs> that, that's... Yeah, no, I don't know how many hours that was. Yeah, it was more like 200 or something. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's just those. The, what you talk about being close to me, seems like impossible to just do this for 48 hours. And, and you had to push through at that point with pain and all kinds of other things. Just just amazing to me. Yeah, no, it's a good I never thought. I never thought of it like that, actually. It's a really good point. But I think the grand scheme of everything, 
I was 80% of the way into the challenge. Um, so you're kind of getting close. <laughs> and we, we have a saying in Gloucester, and I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but um, when you get uh, to the halfway point of any challenge, it's all downhill from there. You know, I, I've heard the second half of that, but it's usually a negative connotation. It's all downhill from here. But I like your oh, ver- right. <laughs> I, I like your version of it better. That that's uh, much more uplifting. Well, no, actually, now you come to think about it, uh, the second half was pretty all downhill uh, in in a negative way. So. <laughs> Oh, oh, great stuff. So I, I want to go back a little bit because um, the things you've accomplished, I want to talk about some more. I want to talk about what you've got coming up. But what was it? Was it, you know, primarily the movement, the the getting out and doing these things? What really helped you get over all of the, the health issues you had? It's a really good question. So I'm I would say for me how I remember it is that kind of getting active and moving uh, became like a very natural and primal thing for me to do. And if you, I guess if we can imagine, I, I do um, motivational talks now around the world. i just done one this morning actually in Canada. And what I do is I get all the kids to to get up and I split them into two teams to then run on the spot and then get them to have like a full-on race-off. So they face each other as they have the big race-off. And then I play music, you know, make it quite fun. But afterwards, I I then ask them the question, what did you see on everyone's faces? And I think you can probably guess what you see on everyone's faces is that they're smiling. Yeah. 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 And so I think think if if we're happy, we're healthy. You know, that that's such a great point. And I got to get to another break. We're going to come back. We have lots more to talk about with Jamie. You know, Jamie, we are born to move. I, you know, that that is I have even heard it said by uh, uh, some people that motion and emotion. And you talked about happiness. And, you know, these are just they, they were the way we evolved. We evolved moving a lot and we were happy. Uh, So great stuff. We're going to get back. We've got more right around the corner. Don't go away. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. If you haven't downloaded our new app yet, you should do that because you could be listening to us right now on the app. Go to your app store, either Google or iOS. Type in Audio Road. No spaces. Download the app. It's free. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Jamie McDonald. Jamie, 
Uh, you know, I, I know you did the 10-day bike thing. You did the 14,000 miles on the bike. You've done so many things. Why don't you run through some of those for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just kind of not not kind of buying the house. I ended up kind of cycling uh, 14,000 miles around the world from Bangkok in Thailand back to Gloucester in England, uh, back to the children's hospital to, to try and give back and fundraise for what they've done for me. And then uh, sitting on the, the kind of stationary bike to, to break a, a Guinness World Record for cycling for 12 days nonstop. Um, and then after that, it's quite weird actually, Kevin. It's like, you know what? After that, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going on holiday. I fancy <laughs> a holiday after all this. Um, so I went and got a Canadian visa uh, to go, um, like, to go to Canada and be a backpacker and just have some fun. But then everyone in Gloucester kept coming up to me, being like, Jamie, like, what are you doing next? And I'm like, what am I doing? What do you mean? What am I doing next? Like, I've, I've done enough already. <laughs> exactly. Um, but at this point, it ended up kind of um, building a new school playroom at the hospital. And so I had my visa for Canada and I was sat on my mum and dad's toilet. And I was like, right, maybe I just keep going. Um, so I, I, I ran off the toilet and I was like, mum, dad, I'm going to run across Canada. And then my mum, she was like, oh, this isn't good, Jamie. <laughs> and then my dad, his vein was pulsating on the side of his head. And he was like, yes, yeah, son. That's exactly what you should be doing. Um, so then I attempted uh, to, and I never really ran before, to run uh, 5,000 miles or 200 marathons on my own across Canada. That is just incredible. I, I, I thought, you know, when, when all of your friends said, you know, now that you've done this, what are you going to do next? I thought you were going to go to Disney. That's usually what everybody does after they <laughs> yeah. accomplish something really amazing. <laughs> But running across Canada is pretty amazing, too. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah, it's a bit big, though, isn't it, Kevin, <laughs> it's, really? It's, it's really a bit too big. big. What do you think, Kim? I mean, it's... <laughs> it's a bit cold. That's what I think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and cold. Yeah. But, you know, the the people are some of the friendliest in the world. Absolutely. Um, I think it was about two months in. I, I got quite lonely being on my own and I ended up kind of seeing this house and I went over and I knocked on the door and I said, hi, like I'm running across Canada. Is there any chance I can camp on your lawn? <laughs> and um, and this woman looked at me and she was like, no, you can't. Like, <laughs> off you go. And I, you know, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. You know, I didn't want to disturb you. And she said, well, who are you anyway? And I said, well, like I'm running and stuff. And she said, right, just, just wait there, will you, boy? And she went off and she came back five minutes later and she said, right, um, I've just Googled you and you're real. <laughs> so she said, right, go on, set up your tent. And so I started setting up my tent and then she came out five minutes later again and she said, stop setting up your tent. There's a motel waiting for you just over the road and it's all paid for. Wow. What a great story. I, I'm sure that with all the travel and, and you know, it, it's one thing to travel in a vehicle or a truck or those kind of things. You're, you're somewhat isolated, but, you know, the way you're traveling, you're out there so long, you have to have just amazing stories of, you know, people you've met and things you've seen. And um, 
we, you know, we dedicated the whole hour to you today, so there's no rush. But uh, I'm sure I'd love to get you back sometime in the future because I'll bet you have a lot of stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, it's kind of like which ones do you pick, really? Yeah. But you know, there are always going to be more adventures ahead, so more stories, and and I think that's the beauty in adventure is that you, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen, really. Yeah, and I know you've got some adventures coming up we want to talk about. Before we do that, um, Nigel, one of our listeners, was uh, who brought this all to our attention. Uh, and if you don't mind, I'd like to bring Nigel on. I think he has a couple comments. Oh, let's get Nigel on. Go all on. All right, let's do that. We're going to head off to Wyoming. Nigel, welcome. Hello, Kevin. Ken. Hey, Nigel. Hey, Nigel. Now then, Cocker. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've read the book. I've been following you since uh, since I nearly run you down, probably, across uh, Saskatchewan one night. Uh, this stupid man running on the shoulder. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they were like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, really cold, trying to snow. And I'm driving along, and you, you think you're hallucinating. You know, you see some guy pushing a, a pram type of thing on the shoulder. Uh, and I thought, no, he's either lost, he's desperate in some way, or he's doing something, uh, you know, something. You do see people doing these things, cycling and that for charity. So I got the phone and Googled it and found you straight away, and that was it. I was just up from that minute. And uh, I've been following you ever since over the last few years. And when you said you were coming back, that way, it's, uh, you know, I can't wait to meet you. I've read the book, uh, you know, and same with Anna's. I've read her. She's got another good story. But, uh, you know, one thing I would say, anybody listening, just buy the book because all the profits are going to charity to help children, you know, children that have got issues across, across the world, really. Uh, it's all giving back. And, uh, you know, with what you've got coming up, the, the book tour you're doing in Canada now, uh, you know, I wish you luck on that. I'm looking forward to see you. But it's the next adventure. I'm going to be going out my way to meet up with you on that, you know, bringing you food and stuff along the way. <laughs> and uh, and anybody else following, you know, just support you as much as you can, you know, give money to it. It's all going into the, uh, the children's hospitals in America and to the... Uh, uh, the Superhero Foundation. So I think people need to be looking that up and uh, doing what they can. You know, it's all for a good cause. I'm, I'm just blown away with what you've done at, you know, a young age. Uh, oh, the amount of stuff you've given no, back. You. If, you, if you stop now, you've done more than enough, but I just can't see you stopping. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what? No, I mean, you uh, properly warm my heart, but it's a good job you didn't run me over, isn't it, really? <laughs> Well, I felt guilty after I'd gone past you, and by the time I Googled you, and probably gone 10, 20 miles down the road, I thought I felt a bit like turning round and coming back and emptying my fridge for you, like. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that moment in time, I'd gone too far in a way, and, uh, and then I just started looking out for you along the way. And, uh, you know, I remember that time when you, was, uh, you got snowed in in the avalanche in the Rockies at the helicopter, you know, the kicking horse. Oh, yeah. And you spent a few days there, you know. I, I go over there all the time, and I, I know how bad it is in a truck, you know, where you have got some shelter and stuff. 
but I, I still can't get over it every time I go over there. I, I actually, probably about three weeks ago, I was coming up Dodgers Pass coming east about 10 o'clock at night with a load on. And I had to stop on the road for a full-size grizzly bear crossing the road. And wow. straight away I thought of you, you know, just to be camping at the side of the road and you've got things like that around you. You know, it just it's mind-blowing what you achieved going across there. Uh, Cheers, Nigel. That's, uh, yeah, I think Kevin's probably going to mention what you've got coming up, and I think everybody's going to be, uh, <laughs> well, that, they're going to be thinking you need to be visiting a mental hospital when they hear what, uh, what you've got planned. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, uh, it's you, you and the trackers, Nigel, you, you have been, you know, it was incredible, actually, as I ran across Canada, because... You know, the, you know, including you and stuff, you, you did, all the truckers were looking out for me and I did have food dropped off in certain spots and then little messages yeah. from truckers through Facebook and, and all that saying, right, I've just dropped your food off here, you know, <laughs> fill your boots, you know. So, yeah, no, there's, um, I, there's something I, quite I, special about the trucker kind of community. Yeah, and I think the thing is, uh, you know, what people don't realize is when you started out in St. John's up there, nobody was really aware of what you were doing. And it, it was like it gathered momentum as time went on. You know, people heard about, you know, you know due to social media as it is now, the word got out and, uh, you know, the amount of people that you probably had following you and tagging along, as uh, you know, more so as the journey went on. Uh, you know, because I don't know whether you would have achieved it without social media. You know, the times when it really got a low point, you know, the time when you went the wrong way that day. And, uh, you know, that's going to put you in a really bad place. But then when you've got people... Hey, Nigel, hate to do it to you, but again, the clock runs the show around here. I've got to get to a break. When we come back going to talk to Jamie McDonald about what he's got coming up and I have some ideas too so we'll uh, we'll do that right after this break check out the website it's letstruck.com this is Destination Health Kim is here with me I'm Kevin Rothbard don't go away Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. We're down to the final segment. My co-host Kim Cockerham is with me and we're talking with Jamie McDonald. Um, Jamie, I know you've got uh, something pretty exciting uh, coming up here and we'd love to have you tell us about that. 
Oh, it's that time again, isn't it, Kim and Kevin? Yeah. What's next? Yeah, what's next? <laughs> yeah, what's next? Well, I, I guess I've been pretty lazy over the last uh, couple of years, so I ended up writing a, a best-selling book called Adventure Man, Anyone Can Be a Superhero. But once I got lazy, I was like, do you know what? Maybe now's the time to actually go back and push the comfort zone again. Uh, so I, when I finish my book tour across Canada... I'm I'm in the process of it right now. So I finished in about three months. And then I'm going to get to Vancouver. Now, Vancouver was the spot where my last adventure finished. And I kind of just thought I was going to go back to England and carry on, you know, working and, and carrying on with life. But I think it's quite sad. It doesn't need to be the end, doesn't it? Uh, so it's going to be just the beginning. So I'm going to go to the beach and put my hand in the ocean. And then I'm going to run um, across america uh, about 230 marathons and i'm going to run to the the tip the most westerly point um, of the mainland i don't know what's there hopefully there's not a cliff edge or anything but i can get to the water <laughs> there and then i'm just going to run through about 15 states to as many children's hospitals as i can uh, wearing a superhero costume of course like so we can't forget that one. Um, I've only got one costume as well, which isn't great, is it really? Uh, and then I'm going to run um, to get to the most easterly point um, across. So, yeah, even just saying it now, it's like, oh, there's no, I have to do it now, don't I really? <laughs> yeah, you've, you've announced it on this show. Absolutely. It's official now. No backing out. <laughs> So uh, if you're going to be in Vancouver and you're looking for the westernmost point, I'm assuming you're going to start somewhere in Washington State? Yes, I'm going to run through Washington State. So we're not that far from there. In fact, I'm looking at Washington State. Even though I'm in Oregon, I'm looking across the river at Washington. You know, if we could work it out, um, we have a, a travel coach that we do our show out of. I would love to come to your starting point and maybe do a show there to kick this off. Oh, that would be amazing. I think that would be really I would love that. That would be awesome. Yeah. here, Jamie, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I'm kind of known for like, um, e even though we're live on the air and we're broadcasting to a couple countries, I've been known to kind of just blurt something out that we're going to do something without telling my team, without having any plans. I, <laughs> I do it all the time. They're used to it by now. So that was one of them. Um, but we could make that happen. And I'm also thinking if you're up for this, I know you're doing this to raise money. Just about everything you do is to raise money. We love that. I would love to figure out a way we could partner with you. You're going to be running all over the country. Our listeners are going to be, you know, seeing you day after day. I would love if there's some way we could partner and maybe even help you raise even more money. That would be incredible. I mean, you're you're kind of doing it right now, aren't you? Really, you're you you know you're helping kind of share stories, and and that always kind of helps with fundraising. So, and and also as well, now you've officially on air said that you're going to do this. I mean, there's no backing out, really, is there? Because if you back out, that means I've got to back out, and that would just be terrible for all of us. Exactly. So we're we're both committed, or maybe we both should be committed. I'm not sure which one. 
Well, that would be fantastic. So, I, you know, I also have a habit of saying I'm going to do things, but all my tribe knows that that's code for my team is going to do it because I have an amazing team and they're able to pull all this stuff together. But we would absolutely love to be a part of this with you and and have some of our tribe members, maybe when you're stopping, set up meet and greets. I, I've got all kinds of ideas, but I think this could be a lot of fun and we could do a lot of good. Yeah, it would be incredible. And I think, you know, I, I definitely feel a bit of, like, expectation this time round. You know, it's like because I've run across Canada, I feel like, well, like, of course you're going to run across the U.S. Just, you know, you just do it. And, and and then I think, like, with the fundraising, it ended up raising half a million dollars across Canada. And so I've also got this kind of expectation, well, of course you've got to raise more than that because it's about making a bigger difference every time. So... I kind of I'm carrying a bit of pressure, but hopefully I can go for a big run and run that pressure off. Uh, but yeah, having your support to get the message out is just brilliant. And truckers as well. The truckers in Canada were phenomenal. So if the truckers are anything like in the states, um, I got a feeling that's going to really help me help me through. Well, just to give you an idea, because we have a, a lot of listeners in Canada, we do a lot in Canada, um, the trucking industry in Canada is about 10% of the size that it is here in the U.S., and that plays out for us. About everything we do, we get about a 90% U.S. following and about a 10% uh, Canadian following, so the numbers hold pretty true, but uh, a half a million dollars is absolutely amazing and we want to set some goals and absolutely help you blow that away. Awesome. That is amazing to hear. I can feel like a, a little bit of pressure has just come off already. So <laughs> We we have uh, just an amazing tribe of people that listen to the show. They help us out with events all the time. They're always there to support us, and, and we are going to rally them to support you because it's just an amazing thing you're doing, and, and so much good can come out of this. So we're going to get excited. We're going to put our team here at Let's Truck behind it, and we'll rally our whole tribe and we'll follow you all the way across the country oh i love it i may, maybe i need to get myself i don't know what like a trucker hat don't i really oh we'll, little... <laughs> we we are gonna load you up with let's truck gear <laughs> let's do it my my granddad uh who's you know he's he's been a trucker all his life I and mean, he's passed away now bless him but he'll be he, do you know what? He would have loved this. He, he would have been blown away at the thought of a load of truckers kind of helping me through the adventure. Well, you know, you and I have that in common. My grandfather was uh, an owner-operator, and so was my father, so I'm third-generation trucking. And, uh, I, you know, I think about the same. Both my grandfather and, and father are gone now, but I often think, you know, I certainly hope they're they're looking down and smiling because everything we do is about trucking. I, I just feel like I hold everything to this industry. Yeah, every dollar I've ever had the benefit of of enjoying my whole life growing up and, and as an adult has come from the trucking industry. So, you know, I feel like I want to give back. This is such a great opportunity. It, it's around health. We're going to help you know, so many other people become healthy and you've done amazing things. So uh, this is exciting. Not like we needed one more project to do, but uh, when, you, when you see an opportunity like this, you just can't pass it up. 
I love to hear it. And you, you've got a proper trucker's voice, actually, Kevin. I don't know. Yeah, you are. I, proper trucker, you are. I, I didn't know there was such a thing as a proper trucker's voice, but that's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is now. There is now. That's right. It's official. It was said here on the show, so it's a real thing now. Jamie, we are, uh, we're just about out of time. I've got about a minute left. Anything you want to close with? I'm excited. There's a lot more. We're going to stay in touch with you. I, I, I want to do some of these things and uh, maybe more. Any, any final words before we've got yeah. to let you go? Um, I mean, just, uh, just thank you. If there's any Canadian truckers out there, uh, thank you. And, and if there's any U.S. truckers listening, just I look forward to hopefully meeting you. Maybe we can have a beer and you can get out and run a mile with me or something. That would be, uh, be brilliant. There you go. That sounds like fun. I see you're getting creative with your ideas already. So, uh, Kim, I think we'll have fun with this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I had so much energy um, reading Jamie's book and looking at his Facebook page. You guys go search him on Facebook. He's just got a great page out there that – You'll just be so fired up just listening to his videos. So it's just going to keep growing with us. All right. Great stuff. I've got to wrap this up, everybody. And uh, we're going to do this again. We'll be talking a lot more about this in the future. Uh, It's exciting. Go get the book. I got to tell you that. It's an amazing book. I've got it on my Kindle. And after speaking with Jamie and seeing he is real. I'm going to move that to the top of my list. I'm going to start reading it tonight. So I will have a book review coming for you real soon. But don't wait for my book review. Just go out and get this one. It's for a great cause. It's also a great book. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Thanks, everyone.